Isn't it frustrating that some of the most important events and journeys in our lives don't come with instructions? Pregnancy, birth, babies, and breastfeeding are at the top of our list. The information out there is overwhelming, to say the least. I'm Sally, and along with my co-host, Melissa, we want to empower you with evidence-based information, as well as our experiences as a lactation consultant, an OB nurse, and a doula, not to mention who we're both moms. Let's get started. Oh my gosh, Melissa, I'm so excited about this this uh, topic you're going to talk about today, which is doulaing, doulaing virtually and or in the days of COVID and all that. But it's so funny because just yesterday I was talking to a couple of nurse friends. Um, we were all sitting around. I don't even know how it came up. But anyway. How does anything ever come I up? I don't even know how it came up. Yeah. But we were talking about the lithotomy position. And, you know, that for those of you who aren't medical, that is how... Traditionally, women, the position women give birth in, um, definitely here in America. I'm not sure exactly the rest of the country, but still, it's pretty much on TV, on TV, in, in the movies. It's laying on their back with their legs up, in you know, stirrups. in the stirrups. And that's the lithotomy position. Mm-hmm. And I, um, when I was doing my training as a, to become a Lamaze instructor, I learned that that um, really for since the beginning of time when women started giving birth, that women birthed in the squatting position, which is, you know, if, if won't get into all that, but that's the, the way the body was made to give birth, mm-hmm. right? Um, and midwives were attending all these births for many, many years. And they, and, and women would sit on birthing chairs, mm-hmm. which kind of looks like a bedside potty. Really, yeah, you know, but that's a birthing chair, and that's how they would give birth, and that was just that was the way you gave birth. I mean, well, then um, in the 17th century, King Louis the 14th, um, I had heard I had heard it was his wife, but then I found out later <laughs> that it was just women in general. I could deal with the wife, but now yeah. just women in general, a little creepy. That he he just wanted, wanted to see babies being born and I, I don't know if that was like oh i want to see a baby being born or if he just wanted to watch whatever he wanted to watch if that was like his thing i mean that's just kind of creepy yeah. but anyway so he um ordered the midwives to have the woman lay flat in the bed or on a table mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. with her legs up so that he could get a clear view yeah. and it, so it has stayed like that and now these days it's you know the reason for that even though it's much more difficult to push and have a baby that way mm-hmm. but but the doctor gets a, a clear view and they can do what they need to do because it's all good for them but can we just start with the fact that of course it was a man <laughs> yeah exactly of course it was a man <laughs> who changed right the course of history <laughs> and how and, and Western nations give birth in a way that is completely unhelpful to mm-hmm. women and the baby totally. who's trying to be born. Like, totally. thank you. Thank yeah. you, dude. Yeah. Big help. Yeah. I mean, and it's not, listen, I mean, and this is a whole nother, maybe three or four parter episode, <laughs> yes. but it, it's not just that it's difficult and uncomfortable for a mother. It, it, it affects all different things about giving birth. All the physiology. All the physiology. So that again, that's another another 
episode for another day. But yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So I'm like, I want to know what I'm about to do an episode with my doula friend, and she's gonna talk about doulaing. And you know, doulas. For those of you who don't know what a doula is, and I can't imagine you're listening to this, and you don't know what a doula is. Yeah. But they, um, their mom's support person. Not that you know, mom's familial in her life support person mm-hmm. isn't there, mm-hmm. but um, but Melissa. It, her sole reason for being there mm-hmm. is to just concentrate on helping mom and, and educating the family before, mm-hmm. you know, leading up to the birth so that they have the knowledge. And, and, and she's there to, with a clear head, go, remember we talked about this? And what do you think yeah. about that? And so anyway. So. And, and support you in the decisions and the valuations that are important to you. Because mm-hmm. those vary. Oh, yeah. From family to family. And I think that's something that's so important to keep in mind as doulas, as professionals, that, like, it's not about us coming in and being like, well, this is how you should do it, because then we're bringing the same patronizing thing in, just maybe with a different method. Right. But that we want to learn about what's important to you, why why you hold those valuations, and help you keep your voice in the process throughout pregnancy and birth, and then starting out postpartum, because your body is giving birth to this baby. You as the parents are going to be raising mm-hmm. this baby. Mm-hmm. It It's so intensely personal, and I feel like so many times there's so many ways that health autonomy is taken out of the picture. Oh, my goodness. When yes. it comes to giving birth. And so we could Absolutely. do more episodes on that. Anyways, yeah. I have to keep it brief enough for today's episode. But that's that's a big part of the reason why doulas exist um but to bring that uh the point of that anecdote around you know how this started with um now we think of it as common to see that lithotomy birth on your back position in tv and the Mm -hmm. movies and all of that and what most people assume is going to happen to them how they give birth in the especially if you go to a hospital for sure is um because of one man's uh desire to watch women give birth Right. It wasn't about whether it was helpful for them. Nope. It wasn't about what she wanted. Nope. It wasn't about whether that helped get the baby out better. And then because of that, and there's also a few other reasons in history why that continued, and um, we can talk about that later. But what goes from being abnormal suddenly becomes more common. And then once it's common, we think it's normal. And then we think, oh, it must be that way because it's the best way. And then we just have a whole load of assumptions stacked up and we're just riding forward on it. And guess what? It's not just us, as in air quotes, it's not us, the parents, who just think that it's the entire medical institution. That's exactly right. That's right. And because they don't know any different. And you know, it's, I mean, I've heard conversations for years and, um, there are, you know, medical folks who kind of roll their eyes and will go, she wanted to squat to give birth or whatever. Well, that's the way the body is supposed to work. But they yes. weren't trained that way. That That's foreign to them, which is yeah. sad that it's not being taught like that in yeah. schools. I mean, I know that for decades it was, that's the way it was. But now mm-hmm. there's way too much out there. We know better. And, and and maybe somebody's mm-hmm. listening to this has been in medical school and you are being taught, um, you know, all the positions. is the only for, way that a baby can get right, under that pubic bone right, and be born. Right. Or to, um, you know, different laboring positions and not yeah. just laying in the bed. Yeah. Waiting on your cervix to dilate. Yeah. Guess what? That's not very helpful. Also, 
Let's not stress that poor cervix out so much. Let's all stop stressing about it. A wash pot doesn't boil easily. Right. <laughs> Like, let's let's let that cervix do what it's going to do right. without constantly being like, are you done? Are you done? Are you uh-huh. done? Uh-huh. That's you right. Know? That's right. I mean, that's basically what we're I doing. Know. I know. So anyways, all that to say, we're really bringing this into like, what doula work in the era of COVID in particular is looking like these days? Because obviously, this kind of changed the dynamic of what we we do. Um, So prior to COVID, the absolute normal expectation for my clients would, or any other doula's clients, would be that um, you're going to engage this doula's services and we're going to meet prenatally, maybe a couple, two, three times, depending on how a doula does her business with people. And like, we're going to discuss your preferences and values and ways to prep for the birth and um, needs postpartum and prepare for postpartum and specifics about your birthing location, your provider, yada, yada, yada. Okay. And then when you're in labor, your doula is going to come and your doula is going to be with you until you give birth. And then most of us often stay for an hour or two after birth to make sure we've seen the baby breastfeed Mm -hmm. for the first time. We've Mm -hmm. seen that latch. We're confident that the baby has latched, has fed, that mom um, understands how to do that if she needed help with that, Um, that there's no surprise postpartum hemorrhage. Yes. You know, all that. Now, if there were, it's not that we can stop it, but we'll be there to help keep dad calm and stay put until mom's vitals are stable again. Right. Et cetera. Right. So all of these things, that would be the normal expectation. Well, along comes COVID and along comes hospitals um, shutting out doulas as support people. Um, Sadly, some states even shut out the partners for a while. Thankfully, um, Thankfully, that trend seems to have reversed, but that was very difficult for many mm-hmm. birthing moms. Um, Talk about stress. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, mm-hmm. how did they think that was going to improve anything? I mean, oh, talk I about someone, someone stressed to the roof. And now we're kind of in a, in a mixed bag where depending on where you are, um, in the States at least, um, that in some places... Both dads or partners and doulas can be in the birth room and everybody has full support. Or maybe the hospital still say you can only have one support person, not two. So what many doulas have had to do is we've had to adjust our businesses to virtual doula Mm -hmm. work. Even here where we live in Augusta, Georgia, as of today, there is one hospital that is allowing us doulas to be in the room with the birthing parents and... um, and the other two we're still out of. We're hoping we're coming back with maybe within the next month to the other two. Um, you know, these mm-hmm. things change. That's COVID's right. a roller coaster. We all know that by Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Things change. That's right. So what I want to encourage people with, though, is that doulas can still be very useful to you mm-hmm. even if. We can't be right in the room. Absolutely. Is it more ideal if we can be in the room? Yeah, Mm -hmm. we love that just as much as you love that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it's still very helpful. And let me tell you what, and my doula friends and I talk about this all the time. COVID brought its own set of challenges. Yes. Moms are already, as a country, guys, we're semi-stressed about giving birth. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. whether you're a first-time mom yes. or a subsequent right. mom, like, I'm just going to say there's a lot of stress out there around giving birth. That's a ch- yeah. culture I'd like to see change, but that's a long right. change coming. So 
COVID brought a whole new stress set of stressors on top of what people were already feeling. Okay. So yes. no matter what the case is, there's so many things you're walking through with a pregnancy in the era of COVID, with a birth in the era of COVID, with maybe less support than you would like postpartum in the era of yes. COVID. If your family members can't visit, if for safety mm-hmm. reasons of high risk people in the family, like you're more yeah. isolated if your family members were far away and they can't, can't travel. travel. Right. That was a biggie in the beginning. Yeah. All I mean, it probably things. still is some now, but it was really, really locked down at oh, first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And depending on what states you're in, you know, it's yeah. still incredibly difficult. Yes, true. So, or just the health risks of the person you were hoping would have been the person with you, you know? Right. All right. the things. That's right. That's right. Um, if your baby has a NICU stay, many hospitals are saying only the mom yes. can go to NICU. I know. That's just, oh my gosh, it just breaks my heart. I know. It breaks my heart. I can't even fathom that. So, and we're not, I'm not saying all these things to try to like scare you up into stuff. I'm just saying this is the reality we're facing. So where doulas come into picture is, guys, it's not just about the moment of pushing out a baby. That's right. Okay. Sometimes even, sometimes when my clients have said to me in the past, pre-COVID, they were like, oh, you don't need to come yet. Like nothing's happening. Like when I'm in a lot of pain, then I'll call. I was like, actually, I'd love to be there before you're in a lot of pain. Right. Right. (laughs) I'd love to help you. Maintain your calm right. and labor right. through positions in a way and keep movement and things so that we can try to mitigate mm-hmm. how much uncomfortability you're feeling. Right. Um, I mean, a lot of it is communication. Yeah. And of course, you have prepared so much beforehand. You know, you're yeah. going to be speaking the same language because you've, you know, everybody's knowledgeable in what you need to be knowledgeable in and you understand what their wishes are. But a lot of it is communication and touch is big. It's huge. It's huge. Um, but we can teach partners to touch. That's right. That's right. I mean, really, if you if, if you if you really just get down to the nitty gritty of it, what is it that you cannot do virtually? Touch is a big one, mm-hmm. virtually. But I can teach the partners to touch. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's why, honestly, I offer extra client meetings with my clients now to help make sure partners are mm-hmm. comfortable with various right. ways of comfort measures. And I know a lot of other doulas too. Um, What I really can't always do if I'm not in the room is I can't always see everything the way I would see if I were in the room and respond very intuitively in the moment. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the hardest thing. I will notice if a mom's um, sounds that she's making during Mm -hmm. contractions sound Mm -hmm. different. I will notice if she's breathing differently. I will notice if her face is getting more scrunched up or if her shoulders are getting more tense and we're having to help more and more with... Mm-hmm. dropping those shoulders, whatever the case may be. Um, or just you're not there in the moment when like... Just see what's going on in the room. I yeah. would think. You're, you're probably observing things that the parents mm-hmm. don't even know are happening or to look right. for. Or, right, exactly. Yeah. Or staff comes in and has a conversation and, you know, suddenly new options are on the table or something or... Yeah, I mean, I know you've been there when, like, suddenly a baby's heart tones drop big yeah. time and they stay down. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's yes. six extra people in the room doing all the yes. things to bring those heart tones up. Right. You know, um, or mom has an adverse reaction to her epidural. So, mm-hmm. like, I find being able to see and hear and respond intuitively in the moment does make a difference. And so here are some ways that... I have approached virtual doula work with clients and I'm talking to other doulas and hearing that they are also taking some similar approaches. Number one is, um, you know, you 
you could have your doula up on a phone or a screen, right. a, a tablet the whole time on yes. Zoom, FaceTime, Google Duo, pick your video right. chat option. Okay. Sure. When couples have done that with me, I have found that to be super helpful in getting that intuitive sort of responding in the moment with them. Sometimes I still can't see everything I'd like to see just because right. like maybe there's the, only the one place you can set it. Right. But, you know, I can see enough. Mm-hmm. and I can still hear and things. So that's been helpful. And we're able to just go back and forth that way. And what's cool is like staff just takes it in stride. Yeah. Like the nurses will talk and they know that like I'm listening there and sometimes they'll even, yeah. you know, address something to me too. Oh, it's, you know, good to see you helping or whatever. Or sometimes, um, you know, then the doctors come in and they're like, oh, do you want to adjust the tablet better so you you can see mom while we're pushing or something, which has been so That's great. Awesome. That's so, good. so great when we still get that birth team yes. working together like that. That's what it's about. It's a That's birth wonderful. team working for you as the parents, okay? Um, but sometimes couples haven't necessarily felt like having a face on the screen the whole time. And so sometimes what we've done is um, I text back and forth maybe with the dad a lot um, because a mom in labor does not need to be texting, okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody needs that. No. Okay. Um, so, you know, dad will keep me super informed on all the stuff going on. And if they have questions, maybe we'll video chat back and forth a little bit about specific scenarios. Right. Or sometimes what some people have done is they'll call me mm-hmm. when um, staff is coming in the room and there's going to be a conversation about either there was a check, let's see where we're at, in terms of dilation and if this impacts plan of care, here's the conversation yes. that's happening. Right. And they'll just call me and we worked out a system where they just text and say, staff coming. They call me, put me on speakerphone, and I don't say a word. There you go. That's good. I just listen. Yep. But that way I hear a lot of stuff that um, parents may or may not remember to tell me all the details. Absolutely. Which, I mean, granted, you're busy. You're laboring, right. supporting a laboring right. person, you know. Um, but it's super helpful to hear all that and be able to say, okay, um, I've, I'll text the dads back in the moment and be like, ask this, ask that. Why, did, why did they say awesome. this? That's super, that, that's awesome. You know, because yeah. they were, they don't know how to, they don't know. I mean, maybe they wouldn't, even with the knowledge they now have, because you've yeah. taught them, they may not know to ask that question because you have the experience of this many births and you're like, right. oh, ask them about this. That's great. Right. And just helping like in a background way with advocacy because mm-hmm. my thing that I talk to all my clients about is I want to keep your voice in the process. If someone comes in and says, okay, well, we're here and we're the stylist and it's time to break your water. So let's get ready to do that. And I'm like, why are we breaking water? Is there an indication right. for it? Is there a reason? Is right. mom okay with that? Did right. anyone check in Did with mom about this? Right. <laughs> like, right. you know, and so it really helps slow the train down of, and now we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Because guys, no matter where you're giving birth, whether it's at a hospital, at a birth center, at home, and I've heard of scenarios that happen in birth centers and at home births too. Um, no one should be approaching and saying, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And yeah. you need to do this. Right. That's just not yep. how it should be rolling. Now, there can be recommendations like, okay, we're concerned that your baby's heart tones have been staying down a lot, and here's what we're recommending would be really helpful at this point in the labor and why we need to do this, da 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 like, or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. But your voice should always be in the process. Mm-hmm. You should always have the right to respond. So a doula, we're really just there. I always kind of think of us as like kind of like back, like, background guidance where we're just like well 
Mm-hmm. Okay, but what about this? Right. Yeah, you're not there to make a decision for them. You're just there to help them think for them, you know, as best they can. You already know what their beliefs are and everything beforehand. Mm-hmm. Well, do, do, do you use or teach them a tool like when I was doing Lamaze and everything, I would teach my students about to use their brain. Yes. I use the brain analogy a lot when I'm talking with clients during prenatals. And brain, if you're not familiar with brain, is is an easy way to remember some questions to ask about anything that's suggested to you. And it stands for benefits, risks, alternatives, intuition, intuition. follow your intuition. And then now. do we have to do it, do it now, now or can we wait? Yep. You always know? love that. I know, because I'm like, sometimes it's like, well, mm-hmm. really? What's the difference if we do it now or if we wait an hour and see what changes? That's right. Is it, does it have to be done now? I mean, is this an emergency? Right. Let, let's not forget, sometimes providers like to feel like they're doing something, keep their hands busy. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds a little harsh to say, it's a reality. Yes. Not all providers are like that. I'm not trying to put you all under the bus here, but... That's a reality in our system, and I need you to remember it's always okay for you to question. Or sometimes it's even, I think, you know, having worked in the hospital for so many years, it's um, it's steps. Okay, we do this. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't happening, so now you go to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that isn't happening. Well, the next thing we're going to do is this, rather than going, hmm, I wonder why this, why don't we try changing positions? Maybe that's why that hadn't happened. I mean, you know, there's it's like, right. it's just like a... Um, Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, without going, wait a minute, why, um, why are we, why are doing, we doing that? Yeah, and it, and it yeah. gets to be just, yeah. and the thing is, is this, you know, I don't know how, I can't tell you, I, I like percentages, I can't tell you the percentage of, of moms who who do go, well, hold on a minute, can let me, can I ask, can I use my brain? Yeah. Um, but I can tell you now, it's not a big percentage because if most did, mm-hmm. those steps wouldn't be there. They would go, okay, yeah. so this is what's going on. We need to talk about, and they would yeah. already be doing that. Yeah. The, the, the staff would already be doing that. Yeah. In the beginning, rather than going, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 exactly. so it's about advocating for yourself, having that knowledge, Getting a support person, if they're, you know, whatever. And what's really, really hard in the moment, because this is what's so hard for all women, but particularly if you have opted to not have any pain relief in the form of medication, Mm -hmm. um, it's really, really hard to sit there and fight for yourself and advocate for yourself and, like, keep it all in the front of your brain. You can be the most informed person on earth. Mm -hmm. Your brain and your body are busy Mm -hmm. doing other things. (laughs) Right. Which is why you need to have a support yes. person. Which right. is why having your partner 100% totally on the same page as you, understanding why things are important you, having practiced things together through yes. childbirth class and through prenatals with your doula and all kinds of things are helpful mm-hmm. for super great teamwork between you and your partner, right. number one. If you don't have a partner, you yeah. you really want a doula right. in the room right. with you. You don't have to use your brain. Your partner can yes. use their brain. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then we're still directing <coughs> things to you for the final yes or no, mm-hmm. but at least someone else is helping doing the advocacy. Mm-hmm. And even if your partner, like, maybe they didn't realize there was something to ask her for, because that's where the doula can be helpful and being like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, wait, like, we haven't tried this yet. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to try this first mm-hmm. before you have to decide on that? And sometimes I've done things like that when staff is in the room and th- they're trying to make sure a decision happens in the moment and they want it to be this or whatever, and I'm not convinced the family necessarily wants that or even knows 
what the benefit service to our, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes just a way to slow the train down and say, hey, do you guys really want that? Did you want a minute to talk about this? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, these other things could be done and we haven't tried these yet. Do you want to try these positions and these movements and give it a couple hours and see where we're at? Because I love seeing like providers get all worked up about say a stall air quotes oh yeah a stall in labor which by the way can happen for so many different reasons and i'm sorry two two to four hours at the same centimeter thing is not a stall f y i but i see providers some more than others get super worked up about this at times some are nice and patient some are not um well what if a woman has a stenotic cervix Mm-hmm. That's right. It's not just going to suddenly dilate at a centimeter right. per hour till she has her baby. Right. Not all services that he say that services have red textbooks. So I mean, shocker. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes wow. sometimes a stenotic service. I'll see. Oh my gosh, it will take us forever and ever and ever to get past five or six. I mean, I'm talking forever, and then all of a sudden it does, and you better watch out. We turn that corner, and that baby comes flying out thirty minutes later. Yep, it's amazing. Yep. So you need room to allow your body to labor. You need room to ask questions. Um, and you know what? There are times. There are genuine times where certain interventions. Sure. legitimately right. are needed but right. getting to ask the questions and getting to understand right. why and okay right. well we've tried all these other things right. and what would be the benefit or risk if we do or don't do like you deserve the dignity of having mm-hmm. that in the process and so right. i know it sounds like we're really making this an episode about advocacy but really what we do as doulas is help you advocate mm-hmm. so right. that's a big one and that's a biggie and you can still do that via the computer or the phone absolutely or absolutely mm-hmm. in ways that i just described and also helping keep dads calm because a lot of times hey i love today's dads so many of today's dads are in it to win it they want to help laboring mom they want to um be able to do everything right but it's a little stressful to feel like you have to remember everything you learned in childbirth class at the birth that's right so the doula can help with that help you remember to know what to do how to do it when to do it um i always joke let me be a marriage saver Or a relationship saver if you're not married or whatever. But, like, let me say the things that she's going to have no problem hearing me say and she's going to yell at you if you say it. Exactly. It's true. It's so it's true. It's so true. I totally get it. Yes. It's like the poor guy who's like, I'm literally desperate. What did I say? It's not oh, yeah. you. It's not you. You're a male. I'm sorry. That's literally the only reason she's worked up about it. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> hearing it from a female is somehow more reassuring when you're giving labor and you're like, okay, I know she gets it. You know? Absolutely. We need that female energy in birth. We just yeah. really, really do. Because mm-hmm. it's really exhausting do. to have to, and you don't, and like you said, mm-hmm. you're already exhausted. Yeah. You, you're, your mind's yeah. on other things. It'd be good for somebody else to yell, yeah. yell for you. <laughs> exactly. And I'm there to tell the dad, stop joking. She's done with the joke. No, <laughs> just not now. Or not so many questions during the contraction. I'm just, yeah. sometimes yeah. I even just shake my head and make the throat cut motion like <laughs> wish you had been there when i was a first <laughs> you know a lot of people say <laughs> the poor dads are trying so hard yeah. yeah you know and then of course we do a lot um prenatally it's not even just like te- teaching things like comfort measures and working through your preferences and helping learn advocacy and all that it's also things like what are the resources in your area? Yeah. What are things we might need to find before this baby is born so you know where to go after the baby's mm-hmm. born if you need 
any of these various resources. Or maybe it is after the baby's born and you're like, ah, oh, this is going on. And your doula's like, okay, cool. Well, like this Cairo is really awesome. And this lactation consultant is mm-hmm. awesome. And, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be, yeah. we're, we're there as a resource. We're help. a wealth of information. We try. We try to just help point you in the direction yeah. of other things. We're not there to be the all-knowing guide who tells you from on high, this is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not about that. Right. I try to think it was more. You're just, a support person. Yes. You're I'm not a dictator. I'm not a dictator. I'm not. Point you in a direction that right. may be helpful to you. Yes. Hopefully helpful to you. Yes. It is helpful to you. Yes. Direction. Put For some sure. confidence in that. Yes. So anyways. So yes. Doula in the age of COVID is different. Absolutely. But I'm convinced more than ever parents need this. Dads are stressed out about mm-hmm. supporting moms in the hospitals through this. Especially with different hospital policies. Hey. A local doula is going to know your area hospital policies and how things are tending to be done and help walk walk you through that. Um, you know, if there's a NICU separation, helping you guys kind of like figure out next steps, right. Right. you know, just so many yeah. different things. So I'm just like, give yourselves the gift of extra mm-hmm. support and extra peace of mind and someone in your corner and someone who's about you and who isn't about the mm-hmm. hospital or even the birth center right. or, you know... Whatever. I mean, guys, even midwives, as much as I love midwives, nobody is right 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, like, having someone in your corner who's like, let's just ask about that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah I'm it's telling you. it's, uh, And I, I wonder if, and I don't know if you've seen this, but I wonder if there's been a decline in people um, having doulas because they're thinking, well, they can't come to the hospital anyway, so I'm not going to get one. You know, that would be interesting mm-hmm. to see, and I need to check with my certifying body as well as I bet evidence-based birth has probably been tracking that mm-hmm. as well. And by the way, if you're not familiar with evidence-based birth, go to their website now. They are constantly adding new information as we get it, as we see the data about birthing in the era of COVID mm-hmm. and so many different aspects related to that and evidence to take to your providers to say why your baby should not be separated from you if you are COVID positive, mom. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah, that's okay. awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, put I that mean, in your resource pocket. But yeah. I'll, you know, I'll have yeah. to check on that and see if we can yeah. kind of put an update because somewhere. Because there is just, I mean, they're really, I don't care... I don't care about what's going on. There, There is no reason not to get a doula, and even if they have to be totally... In fact, I, I did a consultation um, today with a mom who her doula was not able to go to her birth, but she was there virtually. Yes. And she, she goes, I was so disappointed, but it was so awesome to have her there. So, yeah. you know, it's still, it's not like all or nothing. Exactly. It's, I think that like you, breastfeeding. Well, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, it's like, you know, with a, a virtual consult, with, mm-hmm. with when I do breastfeeding consults virtually, I can do everything except for a test weight and do an oral exam. Yeah. It, it's amazing how much I can guide a mom to, I can assess the latch yeah. and, and then show her all the things she needs to know and discuss what's going on. I mean, it's it's ninety percent of what I do, yeah. <clears throat> except for those two things. So, yeah. same thing with you. I mean, you don't have the touch, mm-hmm. and you can't observe the room. But by golly, the support and the communication and yeah. all of that is still there. It's the same. Absolutely, bring a tripod. I might same. be able to observe the room. That's right. Yeah, make it one of those. <laughs> Things that roves the room. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you can get a tripod for iPads as well yeah. as for phones. Like, there's all kinds of stuff out there. That's right. So, anyways, just know you absolutely still have support options. And, you know, it did bobble yeah. my own business just a little bit last summer because at the point in time, like in the spring, when people would have been hiring me for summer mm-hmm. was when the hospital shut us out. Right. So, by summer, when the hospitals were letting us back in again, 
not as many people had hired me for the summer. So I had some births, but not as many. Right. But then it picked back up. Honestly, I'm almost completely... I'm almost completely booked through July wow. at this point. That's awesome. So, and I, love I it. and I just have ways that I prepare clients for like, hey, we can't predict the roller coaster. Here's how we handle it if it's a virtual. Here's That's how right. we handle it if it's in person. That's right. Et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we all just roll That's the punches. Right. That's right. Birth is rolling with the punches. That's right. So let us help you mm-hmm. roll with the punches. But it's worth it. It can be done. Especially, I'm going to put this out there, especially if you are... Um, a woman of color, like I'm hearing so many women say this, you know, that if you are not a white woman mm-hmm. giving birth, mm-hmm. that so many times people are saying, and my doulas of color who are f- friends are telling me, like, they feel like only the person of color in the room mm-hmm. is listening mm-hmm. to them. Like, you tell the white nurse, you tell the white doctor, you tell the white whomever, and yeah. they feel like... You're not getting listened to. We have a Mm -hmm. maternal mortality crisis Mm -hmm. in our country. Mm -hmm. Yep. Of which Georgia, the state we are in, is the worst (laughs) at the moment. Sad to say. So major, major changes needing to happen there. And so I'm just sitting here going, you know, bring every tool with Mm -hmm. you that you can. And Mm -hmm. especially in this case, advocacy is an important tool. Hire the doula that you feel a connection with, Uh that you trust, that's going to give you the most peace of mind. That's right. You know, have that advocacy Mm -hmm. with you. You can do this and you deserve to be listened to and you deserve to have your voice in the process and you deserve to have a safe birth Mm -hmm. the way you would like to birth. That's right. That's right. Every woman should. And I'm telling you, Whoever your doctor and midwife is, they can catch that baby however you birthed that baby. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just saying. They might not want to, but they can. They can. That's right. So, and maybe maybe this is probably a whole other episode just time-wise where we're at. But, like, I think it would be a cool episode for us to do in the future of various birthing positions. Uh-huh. How each of them is useful for different things. Yes. And what you need to get to have that birthing position. There are uh-huh. s- some real specific things there. So anyways, yeah. we'll come back at That'd that with you guys if that's of interest. But anyways, yeah, you deserve to that. have a good mm-hmm. birth, mm-hmm. COVID or no COVID. That's right. I'll leave it on that. That's exactly Hi, right. Hire doula. That's right. <laughs> Check out all our social media in the show notes. Um, Sally's the breastfeeding guru all over social media. I'm Strong mm-hmm. Birth Journeys. Our podcast is the LC and Doula Diaries. Any questions, shoot them our way. Mm-hmm. Can looking, you email us? The, our email address is in the show notes. Looking for virtual help. We're here for you. So That's right. Have an awesome day. Awesome. And we'll see you guys next time. Awesome. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with your friends and be sure to leave a review. That is a great way for you to help other families just like yours find the information and support they need to navigate the world of pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, and parenthood. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. The information in this podcast is not intended to take the place of the medical advice that you receive from your obstetrician, pediatrician, or family doctor.